podcast. If you're not listening to podcast, the terrorists are winning. That's what Jay Moore says. Welcome to the podcast. Sit down and enjoy a pint. Welcome to the striking distance episode of the podcast. Allison, Rob, and Polly join me to break down this obscure Bruce Willis movie from 1993 set in Pittsburgh. Polly, Rob, and I saw Striking Distance in college, and we talked about it as if it was a great movie and we're quoting it all the time. But having not seen it in decades, I had fond memories of this movie, but I don't think they were very accurate. I thought it was probably one of Bruce Willis's most underappreciated movies uh, and a great example of crime dramas of the 80s uh, and 90s, but boy was I wrong. We had a lot to say about this movie that I'm sure you've never seen, and this is a very different episode of the podcast than previous uh, episodes, uh, as this is probably, uh, likely the worst movie we have ever uh, reviewed. So put on your boat shoes and drink an Iron City beer as we break down Striking Distance. Dead body in the water, we fished it out. Victim's name is Cheryl Putnam. I thought he was dumped up river late last night. Whoever killed her hung on to her for a while before he mailed her. How do you know? I used to be a homicide detective. Detective Thomas Hardy. Tom Hardy? You're famous, man. Infamous. Was once the most decorated officer on the Pittsburgh police force. But you're a talented guy. You can be anything you want to be. I like my life just the way it is, Bob. Until he broke rank. Loyalty of all else except honor. And told the truth. There's a Pittsburgh cop that killed these girls. Just ask these guys. Now. I got you this job after they took your shield. River Rescue 9221. This is base. Hardy, please come in. 92-1, guy. He's got a new assignment. And Shark. A new partner. Hi, it's nice to meet you. I never had a woman partner before. Neither have I. And a river full of dead bodies. We're in pursuit of a murder suspect may be armed and dangerous. This is not your case, you understand me? They should have never put him in the water if they didn't want him to make waves. How many men upstairs? Let me rephrase that. Officer Hardy was not uh, out of control and dangerous. Put some bodies in the river so I'll find them, Nick. He wants me to find these girls. Bruce Willis. You just won't let go, will you? Hardy, behind you! Sarah Jessica Parker. Thank you. No, I should definitely be thanking you. You know, I just, I just thought of a way that I could probably thank you. Boy, you got to be so careful in this life, Tommy. Very careful. Stop now! Striking distance. All right, Striking Distance, 1993, the no-nonsense plot. I'm going to say, I'm going to preface this no-nonsense plot by saying it's one of the worst possible ones we've had, I think, in a long time, and it's not as succinct as it should be. Okay. So it's... Given this movie, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You've really set a standard here. Yeah. Coming from a police family, Tom Hardy ends up fighting his uncle after the murder of his father. So they just give the whole thing away. Uh, Tom <laughs> believes the killer is another cop and goes on the record with his allegations. 
demoted then to river duty, the killer taunts Tom. <laughs> wow. I don't know what sort of. <laughs> to be that. continued. Yeah. <laughs> I love taunting is killing his ex-girlfriend. I know. Taunt <laughs> is murdering everyone he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I taunt you. Uh, I think that's a little more aggressive. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, this movie... First of all, None can of- I say one thing about the actual written summary you just read? Oh, sure. In no way does it reflect the complexity and stupidity of this movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, as long as we agree on that. Yes. This movie is an hour and 41 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is the opposite of chock full of anything. Uh, and I went to look. I'm like, how short could this thing have been? Uh, a movie has to be over 40 minutes to be a feature. Okay. So I want this movie to be right around an hour. Like, we should knock out about a half hour from this stupid movie. <laughs> yeah, it could have been like an episode of Hill Street Blues. Or like that. <laughs> yeah, really. Exactly. That's all it needed to be. That would be awesome. <laughs> this yeah. would have been, yeah, Allison, it would have elicited the same type of reaction, which is, eh, it was an all right episode. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, a little bit more action than normal, but it was all right. Like, did they have to, like, pull over the boat, uh, the speedboat? No. No. Yeah. Of no. not. Like, issued the ticket. There are so many things that were not <laughs> necessary. <laughs> There's um, more questions than anything with this movie. Yeah. So I don't think any of us, including Polly, who has a, a connection to Pittsburgh, none of us saw this movie in the theater, right? Uh, I mean, we all saw it no. like on like cable or HBO or something in college. I think it was like a, a, it, was, it started with a rented movie, I think, like from Blockbuster or something. I think there might, yeah, I was going to say there might have been a VHS tape involved. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> In college, yeah, I'm sure Polly had seen it and said, "You guys got to see this Bruce Willis movie in Pittsburgh." It's in my hometown. I got one question for you. <laughs> it probably ran one a question week I want in to ask Pittsburgh. You, yeah, but you have to see the movie first. <laughs> Should I buy this VHS? Yes oh or not? <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, the beginning sure of the movie. I'm sure Polly got this for a stocking stuffer. In the Christmas of 93, and then yeah. brought it back and made us watch it. It could be. I mean, that, let me say that's, wrapping how, paper. that's how I would hope it happened, but, you know. I think you got a free copy of it if you lived in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning of this movie, when they're like panning through his uh, apartment or whatever, and they're looking at the TV, you can see stuff on sitting on the TV and sitting on the shelves and stuff. I didn't detail everything I saw, but oh. it was things like a Penn State uh, baseball cap, uh, an advertisement for Rolling Rock. Uh, his dad, uh, 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 his dad's boat was named the Three Rivers. Like they're just saying like, hey guys, we're in Pittsburgh. We love Pittsburgh. Yep. yep. Uh-huh. Out of control. And so a lot of a lot of pirate mirabilia 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 don't ever change it that's that Pittsburgh accent yeah right? that's right there <laughs> I got a wide vocabulary so I looked this up and 
Shocker, the writer-director, uh, a guy by the name of Rowdy Harrington. Wow. Which is an awesome name. Yeah. Uh, he was born in Pittsburgh. Oh. Nice. Of course, of course he was. Yeah. Rowdy? Rowdy. That better be. Rowdy, better. Rowdy. Uh, but, I mean, Brendan, to your point, even from the first action sequence, yeah. I mean, first of all, you know, having spent some time in Pittsburgh, <laughs> their ability to go from like a river cro- you know, river bridge or downtown to like a vista on the hill overlooking right. like where Hines Field is, uh, is amazing. They can apparently float, you know, float all over the city of Pittsburgh. But it was good to see that uh, Pittsburgh of 1992 is not that much different than uh, 2022. <laughs> no. The roads still look like shit. Yeah, yeah get, getting up to Mount Washington would take you like two hours, and they're up there in like 10 minutes. Yeah, the geography uh, is really insane. And then they weren't, weren't the cars like jumping at all? Yeah. The, when they were when they the car one chase. Of my like, things I wrote, one of two things uh, I wrote down for. We laughed so hard during oh that car jumping. Those we, cars were in the no. air more than they were on the road. It was like it they was were in San Francisco, like jumping over those hills. No, yes. it was Dukes of Hazard. I wrote, I mean, I can't believe we all reacted to this. I just wrote and I underlined. The strongest car ever. <laughs> <laughs> no hubcaps falling off. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But the, and then like the I did also say immediately you know the quality of the movie because there are I don't know a dozen continuity problems. Oh yeah, uh, it, during the car chase where like a bumper has fallen off but suddenly it's back on. And right. it's like all over the board. Yeah, the the murderer's car like had seven hubcaps spin off yeah, right, yeah. the course of the. They went through so many uh, 1982 Crown Vicks in this movie. No, I like uh, Caprice, Chevy Caprice is a Caprice. <laughs> yeah. it's classic. Yeah, how those big cars caught that much air that many times was ridiculous. And, and then they, uh, the, the quick cuts, the quick cuts, you know, yeah. trying to be clever with uh, the John Mahoney, uh, Bruce Willis dialogue. Oh, and, oh know, yeah. Bruce is like maneuvering traffic at, you know, upwards of 100 miles an hour. And they're and they're like barely <laughs> shifting in their seats. And it's just this funny banter. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so do we was Bruce Willis? Did he mail in this or did he not even like he was not even conscious in this entire movie performance I mean, well was, i mean yeah. brennan as i related i i almost got so angry i couldn't research it do you as uh the moderator have any insight like was he re- reputed to be on a bender during this period or i was, didn't see that but uh, like what was going on in his life character. yeah i mean what, what was he going method for this yeah this role? Yeah. i mean he was he looked like a mess this entire movie, but also he, like, he just wasn't doing his job very well. But did, didn't he think right after he left, um, moonlighting, moonlighting, and then he had the first you know big pop? Wasn't there a period a few years where he thought he was a good actor? Like, didn't he try and do like yeah. a real dramatic Vietnam vet movie type thing? Or, but this is like five years after, uh, or. Less than after after Die Hard, right? This is yeah. Like I mean, I think he ago. thought he was doing like a cool thriller, and it turned into a terrible. So 
Yeah. A year it's, after this movie, he appeared in Pulp Fiction. Like, yeah. This is like right know. around that time. Wow. I know. <laughs> like, this wasn't like some weird, like, eight year gray area for him. Like, this is like in his heyday. In his heyday. Yeah. This movie. This movie is a, a nightmare. Well, I, will, I mean, I mean, one correction I think I would offer is that I think Pulp Fiction, to a certain extent, obviously it was like uh, Travolta's big comeback, but it was seen as like a Bruce is cool again type movie. So I, I, I do think so. he was suffering a little bit at, going into that. At the time, I don't remember thinking that Bruce Willis was gone, though. Like he was sort of around, you know. Yeah. yeah, but I, but he it was kind but he was kind of doing the same thing yeah. over and over. Like he was just playing a cop at a different thing. Yeah, man. I don't know. This it's this is uh But Polly, so you have this emotional connection to it, but <laughs> you watched you did watch it, right? Recently you, you yeah, put in yeah, the work. I just watched I watched you put it in the work. Week. Put in the work. Yeah, I put in the work. Uh, the, the biggest shocking thing when I turned it on, I, I didn't remember that he had hair ever. Like oh, yeah, I was shocked that he had hair. I'm like, what in the fuck? Uh yeah, it should have come off um before this movie. Not I actually only, commented on that. Not like, only does he have hair, he has too much hair in this movie. He has yeah, there's it, a little like flipping going back. on. Like the hairline got pulled back and it was way too long and yeah, the but he has far like, back. He has his version of a mullet in this movie. Like, right. It's like blowing in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> when he gets out when he comes up out of the water and he shakes his hair out. I was like, oh my god. I know. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But I mean in general, Polly, it yeah. like the the coolness that I think we all associated with the movie and what I re- was revealed upon another screening was a big difference for me. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I went into this. my memory. Sorry, yeah, my memory on it was way better than when I watched oh, it. I, I mean, mean, it might be the biggest gap ever in any movie I've ever, ever like kind of done. I was so looking forward to this because I'm like, oh, we love this movie and we haven't seen it in so long. Right. We talked about it in college all the time and we laughed about some of the quotes or whatever. When we were 10 minutes into this yeah. thing and I'm like, oh, yeah. this is... <laughs> This is a different thing. I don't know. Were we drunk when we watched it? Like, uh, that's the only explanation. I think I, I don't know. I think uh, that's the only way it works. There's no, it's, it's, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was also surprised that the, our two favorite quotes from college both happen like at the 17 minute mark in this movie. <laughs> And then, and then there's it. nothing else for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that I mean, this is very particular to I think our circle of friends. But sure, the who's the best cop stuff right. on the bridge. Yeah, for I would have bet my family's life <laughs> lives that that occurred like right toward the end of the movie. Yes, yeah. I thought and that was absolutely 40... was in the first ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was an hour in. Yeah, you know? I'm Not... like. I I was very I, the whole sequencing of the movie I was very confused because I like you I thought that was at the end of the movie like kind of like the whole climax of it and I wonder if you watch this movie backwards is it better maybe it's better <laughs> it could, it could Paul be is dead. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, who's the best cop and then my Fletch and Blood Fletch and Blood it's Which, seventeen minutes was Fletch and Blood on at the beginning as well because yeah. I thought, 
he says it on the on the uh, on the bridge, right? The bridge when he jumps off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he yeah, kind of yeah. ruined he ruined both of those because they were supposed to be just at the end. When he that's was what I mean. Like I thought, thought there was well, there was more a, of that. There was, a, there was a who's the best cop at the end? Yeah, of too. course. Yeah. But that's why that's the quote of the movie, right? It ha- it was so good they did it twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this movie did have a couple nice little cameos from John Mahoney and Timothy Busfield. I thought that was nice. The guy who falls off. His little yes. diver, he, he pushes off yeah. her, uh, off the stern, the stern line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise. That was a nice running gag through the movie. Yeah. Otherwise, there's like five people in this movie. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, Size, Sizemore is a little insane throughout. The, you can tell he's maybe just about to get into his cocaine bender or something. He's, well, he's, and he's off. Just totally. About. Like, maybe he, Bruce Willis is spending time with Sizemore in, the, in his off days. You know, they're both getting lit. The, <laughs> uh, but one other general comment was like, do you, uh, the movie was obviously confused. Like at some point it said, screw it. We're just going to be this action movie with these like crazy chase sequences. And I guess for the most part, we were okay with that, but you know, it clearly was attempting to be something crazier. Right. With the thriller and like more of a real murder like mystery, but like even in the crazy first chase scene, which was gratuitous in the sense that it just you know was crazy, it just right. went on and on and on. Not to mention all the problems it created with the lack of continuity. But like, so when they when the two cars crash at the end of it and they you know roll down the hill <clears throat> and they're like walking up the the you know at. Uh, approaching the crime scene and one of the guys like Jimmy's open the trunk of the kidnapper yeah. and a, and a body just falls out of it. <laughs> I mean, it was so cartoonish. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> so from then on, I'm like, Oh, this is a whole nother degree of terrible that I remembered it. This is Bruce Willis having too much input and control. And you know, he was, I think it was, a, it was a bad script. Yeah, like because he was—he sort of championed this thing and was a problem on the set and was the source of a lot of the need for uh, uh, reshoots and, and redoing things. Well, I, I mean, not to steal your thunder, but I thought he was kind of like third choice on this. Like they yeah. had to rewrite the movie multiple times. Yeah, but once he got in, oh he's God. like, "I'm fucking Bruce Willis." So. You're not doing this movie without me. <laughs> he was, oh my God. I think he's kind of well known as being a bit of a dick. <laughs> I still don't understand how he got kicked off the force and onto I know. rescue. Like that from the beginning of the movie, that didn't make sense to me. And I didn't, I couldn't let it go the entire time. I'm like, I, what? I, I, and, I eventually learned what happened, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it was Jimmy, like, beat up some, um, uh, suspect or something like that. And he was going too far with, like, the police brutality and, uh, uh, Bruce Willis turned him in. Yeah. Turned him in. And that's, yeah. But why, 
Detective then, Eddie that that made it like why were they yeah he was so mad at him like what why like I don't because he wasn't he wasn't towing the blue line like he wasn't yeah. supporting his, yeah. his but but to Polly's point it's a terrible performance by that dude <laughs> oh, I know I'm gonna kill you <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was terrible he and was, it was like, like you said out of bounds like even Detillo's dad wasn't as upset about it as no. this guy was well. but. I, I, I guess where I was confused was he was he also was killing people at that same time. Right. right. <laughs> so I, So he's I, a bad I, I was a bad cop and he's like a, a a serial murderer. Right. But he got more in trouble for being a bad just like a, a right. rough cop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um so all three I don't know where to put any of this stuff because right. there's not a lot of trivia for this thing. So we're you're, just we're just going. You're just mirroring the movie. Yeah, you know, or going to kind of be all I'm, over the. Place. I'm going to be. Let, much let, of a let's just say if if someone was arrested and they told the plot of this movie as their story, like <laughs> they would be convicted of a crime. They would be thrown in the nut house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all three of the Datillos are dead. The actors. Pastorelli died in 2004. Jimmy, uh, Sizemore died just recently, like a, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, and then um, Dennis Farina died in 2013. Wow. So father really? and both sons are all gone. Wow, I don't, re- I don't remember Farina dying. That's kind of crazy. I mean, he's old, I guess, but yeah, it's about a, like ten years ago. Um, other than this gem of a cinematic masterpiece. Uh, Robert Pastorelli is known for he was in Beverly Hills Cop 2 as like a random okay low life and then <laughs> was Murphy I think Brown's each of us might know someone oh, that was yeah. in that movie Murphy Brown's painter Eldon oh yeah oh yeah yeah even <laughs> I remember that douchebag that that was his big thing <laughs> Like yeah, the the philosophical painter that always kind of set you at ease. Kind of like a creeper, I thought. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of uh, movie credits. So, all right, let's cut to this chase at least. Let's do the Rotten Tomato score. Um, oh man, we watched it on Apple TV and or Apple whatever, um, and it sort of pops up and it shows you a quick little. It shows you the Rotten Tomato score if you're paying attention. So I don't know if you saw it, Al. I did. I'm going to yeah. have to re- recuse myself. All right. Um, so, guys, let's do the critics first. What do you think the critics oh, man. gave this movie? Oof. Maybe like 42? Um, yes, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm an old man. Please remind me. It is a hundred percentage scale, right? Yeah. It's a, out of a hundred. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's basically yeah, what yeah. percentage gave it a yeah, thumbs yeah. up. You said 42, Polly. Yeah. I'm not pivoting off you because I'm, I already was in. doesn't matter. Uh, I think I could see it being a little plus or minus, but I'm going to go 38. Okay. The critics' score for Striking Distance, 17. 
Yeah. 17. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That's I, wow. now that I think about it. That, that, that was one of my worst guesses of all time. <laughs> okay. So now what do you think the audience score was? Okay, for this, this? Oh, it's gotta be higher though. Right. It's, it's, all right. So let's, let's each commit to our number first here in my head. I will. Well, uh, it's gotta yes. be higher. This one, the, I mean, there's not really a price is right situation. Right. No. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just trying to be fair. I'm going to um, say like 40, 43. Okay. 43. I was going to say 47. 47. Uh, I would think it was just so popular that, I mean, we remember this movie well, and obviously it wasn't. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm almost sticking with my original. Maybe, maybe a little bit higher. Maybe like forty-eight. Okay, I like the fact that Polly says it was just so popular. Yeah, there's no evidence to to, to that at all. Uh, no, no I'm saying Bruce, Bruce Willis, no Bruce Willis yeah. was popular. Not the movie. It's under fifty percent. Something like that. Rotten Tomatoes audience score was thirty-five percent. Oh boy! So Rob, we one were one in three. We were. Talking about this, or oh. we we're comparing F-E-U-V-F. this. Yesterday. What? What was that? What was what? that? What just happened? <laughs> I had a little. Uh, oh, okay. Thanks, buddy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little tournament update. Uh, that was a little right. Beckett uh, making an appearance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Rob, our previous, the previous movie that got the most negative discussion uh, around it uh, that you were on that episode was The Money Pit. Yes. Right. The Money Pit had an audience score of 58. Oh, my God. Really? Critic score of 50. This is 35 and 17. (laughs) That is amazing. Uh, This is by far the worst reviewed movie we've done ever. Nice. Which is shocking, and and I am, I guess, surprised that I am so close to my bottomed. Like this is a terrible movie. Yeah, it is. It is do not you, good. Yeah. Do you think this is the <laughs> worst? Movies, the worst Rotten Tomato movie for Bruce Willis? Oh no! I would not, no way. I would know. I'm sure there are. He probably has a half dozen. Yeah, that are th- that are lower than this, yeah. or as yeah. low. Oh, really? You know, he well, he went on that unfortunate spree. I think almost with the knowledge that he was suffering, you know, from an illness. Oh, to like forget about just, even those. I'll, I'll I'll give him a pass on the past ten years. I, I but think he made like two and a half movies a year, right? For a while. Oh my god! I think there are ones he did in his heyday that were still bad. <sighs> bad. Well, Hudson, I mean, yeah, I mean, he is surprisingly such a huge star for really on, on the balance, like not a great. Were you about to mention Hudson Hawk? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was a huge failure. Yeah. It's a terrible movie. I saw, I saw I that in a theater. That. I don't think I've ever seen it. Wow. Another movie I think I love, but I'd go back and watch it. It'd be horrible. Yeah. Danny Aiello is a nightmare in that movie. Uh, not the okay. best cop. <laughs> the box office performance for 93 we've done this before but it begs repeating and you won't believe where striking distance falls oh my god so the top 10 are 
Uh, Jurassic Park with 338 million. The Fugitive, 176. The Firm, 158. Sleepless in Seattle, 126. This is like a, a murderer's row of, of yeah. 90s movies. Mrs. Doubtfire, 109. Yeah, Jesus. Indecent Proposal, 106. In the Line of Fire, 102 million. Okay. Aladdin, 99 million. Cliffhanger, fantastic. Which you love. That sort of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. 84 million. A Few Good Men, 78 million. Really? That's oh my it. God. Tom Cruise had The Firm and A Few Good Men in the same year. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So those are top, top 10. 78 million is number 10. All the way down at number 64 is Striking Distance <laughs> with 24 million. Wow. It had a budget of $30 million. It didn't make back its budget. Oh, my oh, God. No. It's a lot so, of money over in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the movies, You know what? I feel like the, the, the movies, our reaction to the movie is um, verified or, yeah. you know, like it make our, the position that it is never on any of the rotations. Like it's not no. on TNT. It's no. not on TBS. It's not no. on USA. It's not like one of those movies it's, you stumble on. Well, even, even those networks are like, Oh, this is garbage. Well, and you know, when a celebrity passes away, like people channels, like will start playing their movies. Like this didn't come yeah. up in the rotation for Tom Sizemore. Like, <laughs> no, no. I think they were focusing on heat and saving by yeah. Rightfully so. Well, on heat, <laughs> at least. So the I movie... Think Tom, that, Tom Sizemore actually was probably the best actor in this, in this movie. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Well, again, I know we're kind of being a little disjointed, jumping back and forth. But no, it's fine. That, that, that scene where Sizemore comes to the houseboat where Tom Hardy almost blows his head off and they have like the heart-to-heart because he's back in town. Yeah. Was... I think about as useless as a scene that, you know, I mean, I guess to show that they would double cross one another at the end. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. It was, it was the red herring of the movie to try to get you to think. So the brother is back and these murders are starting to happen again. So you think, Oh, it's, he's got to be the one. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, so, the movies that finished around the striking distance uh, uh, level okay. uh, in, oh, in yeah. this year, as far as box office, just in he- ahead of it was Unforgiven. Oh. Good movie, Clint Eastwood. Oh, very good movie. Now, right behind it, Benny and June. <laughs> that was. Uh, <laughs> This is both. This is like a tale of two cities. This is the best of movies yeah. and the worst of movies, all in so one time. So, striking frame. distance was sixty four. Benny and June was sixty five. Coming in at number sixty nine, Rudy. Ooh, that's pretty. Oh, good. you were in it. Uh, we were in that. Me, me, me and Ed are in that movie. Kind of. Uh, eighty number eighty three, A Bronx Tale. Oh, awesome. And then. Number 101 was Judgment Night. Oh. <laughs> oh, let me pour a little loud. Oh, Al. You haven't reviewed that movie, have you? No, we got to uh, do that I, one. You know what? I don't even I might have to uh, use my veto and say, you cannot ruin my memory. That's a you great can't, movie. You can't make me rewatch it and ruin I don't want to watch of, it. 
Yeah, I want to believe that it's great. No, it needs to stay in the past. Emilio Estevez at his best. Dennis Leary as a villain. Yeah. Uh, And then 104, True Romance. Whoa. Only made 12 million in 93. Wow. Uh, and then so I married an axe murderer, 105 million or 105 place, 105th wow. place. Never seen it. Oh, 11.5 million. Oh. So yeah, it was bad. It was a bad year for some of that. All right, let's go to the trivia section. There is not oh a lot God. here. There's not I've, a lot. I've written. I've written nothing, so I will get to be surprised. I only have about a few things, and we can move on. Mm-hmm. Who cares? But hey, one quick uh, question. Maybe, yeah, uh, I don't want to interrupt in terms of casting. Is that a little bit later? No, That's not later. the re, not the recasting, but trivia on cast. That, that will be at after right at the tail end of trivia. All right, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Dennis Farina played Robert Pastorelli's father in this movie, and they were only ten years apart in age. <laughs> Dennis Farina looked. 65 or 17. <laughs> he was like like 52 yeah, he, in that movie yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, I already I already talked about the death of all three Datillos. Yeah. <laughs> done and done. Co-star Robert Pastorelli accidentally blurted out the big plot twist during an appearance on Late Night with David Letterman long before the film was released. Oh my God. So he gave away the whole ending. <laughs> That's why it went so bad. Yeah, sure. That's what we can. Oh play. yeah, everyone's like, oh, I'm not going now. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been a huge smash. <laughs> All right, casting, the, the real casting. After doing that, like M Night Shyamalan really wanted to hire him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I only saw two potential casting decisions uh, on this. I didn't do a ton of research okay. because who really cares? Uh, it was for Tom Hardy, and it was Ed Harris. And it was Robert De Niro. Right. And they both passed yeah. or whatever. And then it went to Bruce Willis. Yeah. I could see yeah. Ed Harris doing this movie. This is, this, this is a good Ed Harris role. I, I think it's equally bad if he does it, though. This right. movie is just a, a train wreck. Yeah, it's not good. But is Ed yeah, Harris really a ladies' man? I mean, they kind of were oh, building this up like he had all these, you know girlfriends or whatever speaking of that when we were watching it when <laughs> bruce willis and sarah jessica parker oh, had god. that love scene oh god we're like wait they have zero chemistry throughout yeah. this movie there's no, no reason to think that they even like each other at all yeah. like there's any sort of uh even like they they're on different planets and then, and then bruce really shows up at the end tom hardy really shows up i should say and, you know, stands up with the family. That touching scene at the end yes. with the with the Very daughter. Good. Family. Uh, so, wait, before, before we, like, rotate through, though. So, yeah, Ed Harris, I think, could have done it. De Niro seems like, you know, oh unless God. things would have been magically better, yeah. um, a little too much. But was it, was it Sarah Jessica Parker's first... Big movie, right? Had to be like some Footloose. Yeah, and Fast Times. He was I guess. In, like L.A. Story is that what what it was called with uh, oh, Steve oh. Martin? I think that was before this. 
but not much. Yeah, what an unfortunate yeah. mistake for her as well. <laughs> How many years like passed was my sexual healing? Like it was just like this. Her going in to his apartment, I'm like this is not good. It's such a bad. I'm gonna call it '80s trope. That's yeah. bad. This, even though this movie was made in the '90s, yeah. it was had '70s and '80s flavor. This to movie it. felt and like it. It would be on in the afternoon on a oh Saturday in the '80s. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a real movie. Let's be honest. Oh my god! How many years later did Sex in the City go on? Well, this is '93. Uh, Sex in the City was what? End of the '90s? '99? 2001, yeah. something like that. So not yeah. too much longer. Well, yeah. a good eight years. Yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of problems with this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Every I like, do. That nurse, like, supposedly worked in that hospital for a long time and then get locks herself out of the hot. Like, it, that whole scene of the nurse getting... It's not even believable. Like, yeah. She must leave that, that way in... At that time of right. night, six nights a week. Right. And, and she was scared coming out that time? I, I mean, I don't know. Well, but she was surprised at where she walked out of the hospital and then and got she, I mean. It was like she had never been, been right. there before. Right. It was. And she was in the, like, the basement of the right. hospital. Like, where was she coming from? That's, that's not how hospitals work. No. And where were the cameras? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are just, I stopped taking notes, but I took a lot right in the beginning. Um, John Mahoney's, I did. John Mahoney's reaction to the all points bulletin that there's a murderer on the loose and how upset he was. It was going to interrupt their policeman ball. Oh yeah. Was was awesome. (laughs) I'm like, really? That's like, you're an executive officer in this organization. Like, don't you want to catch murderers? You're like, oh, great. <laughs> I paid for this catering, God damn it. Oh God. Yeah, really. Yeah. That later on when they had one, however many years later, like there's that was a crazy lot too. of cops there. What's happening in the rest of the city? Like there were a lot of people there. <laughs> yeah, really. Yes. And then there are, it's like the purge happening in Pittsburgh. Like, can there possibly be this this many shenanigans and like emergencies happening on the Three Rivers at all times? Yes. Like, people are dumping bodies and rugs, and there's a <laughs> <laughs> a drunken speedboat that needs to speed over. There's oh some sort of weird, like a hostage situation oh, going yeah. on. Like, what? I, for, I forgot about the rug. Oh yeah, but, on yeah. the barge. The rug. And. They just killed the guy that was driving the car that dumped the rug, <laughs> yeah, and they didn't like there was no there? like yeah <laughs> yeah he like blew up his car. No one was really like oh that's <laughs> not I <good."> know <laughs> you dope like that was like the worst that happened. He just got mm. hey he Tommy was, like getting smacked upside the head. That he should it. have been issued a citation for uh, illegal dumping, and uh, yeah, it's so he was attacked him. by a flare gun from the water. <laughs> that, was, that was one hell of a dead eye though. <laughs> it had a nice like arc to it yeah it was oh my god face around yeah <laughs> good god i think that was another caprice too that was uh driving yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right anything else nash that you want to 
tackle before we get into the recasting? Uh, no, but I mean, the fact that Farina, who has a top five Chicago accent, uh, yeah. is cast as the Pittsburgh guy is funny to me. Yeah. There is that was the least of that movie's problem. Not yeah, in, not, in retrospect, it, it felt fine, right? You know, not one not one single Pittsburgh accent in this Pittsburgh movie. No, zero. No, not a not a single one. No. All right, uh, it's a recasting debate. We call it recasturbate. Better close the door. It's time to recasturbate. This is going to get a little weird, I think. Yeah. There's only one that I've picked of all of them that I think is good, but everything else is... I don't know that any of mine are good, but yeah. I'm, I'm happy oh, to do it. None of mine are good. <laughs> I don't I, even have a full list, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I kind of gave up halfway through, to be honest. That's right. <laughs> I did mine in groups. So I have like a, a one... So we got... Basically, Tom Hardy, Joe Christman, <laughs> these names, uh, Nick Dottillo, D- Dottillo, uh Danny Tatillo, and Jimmy Dottillo. Oh, God. That's five. That's it. I so can't I've even got, keep that straight. I have like three <laughs> separate groups of five. I actually wrote the actors' names down first because yeah, I could not I remember other than God, Jimmy. That's the only. God, God bless Allison. We yeah. did the same thing. Bruce Willis or <laughs> Jessica Parker. Yeah. Dennis Farina. <laughs> yeah. My, my list says Mahoney, Sizemore. Yeah. So did anyone group theirs like I did or not? Because I'll just Ish. run through my groups. Ish. It might be easier. No, I'm, no. No? No. You know what? No, I didn't. I, I sort of grouped mine, but I don't know that I would go through your groups. No. Okay. All right. Because a couple of, a couple of mine have to be together for sure. Doesn't matter. Okay, well, just I do have the uh, I do have the one um, all cast flip. So oh, I don't know right. how, if you want to do that or not, first but or last. Do it in groups if you want. I don't care. Nash, you why don't you start with your all cast flip? Because I always liked that idea, and yeah, I didn't it, pull that together. It's it's maybe 80 percent there, but because uh, I th- really think you're missing the female lead, but. Um, <laughs> Swap in any female actress right. the way this part is written. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, like it doesn't really matter, but you just flip the actors around from Midnight Run and you have this entire movie. Uh. De Niro can play Hardy. Uh-huh. You got Farina. You got Farina to work with. You know, you got uh, Pantalone, who, or whatever his name is, who can yeah. be, you know, multiple, yeah. you know, people. Midnight Run covers, you know, Groden can be the dad. I mean, it, it can be everything. They, they can cover it all. <laughs> so this is a sloppy Dennis, cast. Dennis Farina yeah. is not going to play the Dennis Farina part, or he will. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> I think he I'm, can. No, he oh, didn't. Oh, he gets to yeah. play his own part? <laughs> Dennis, <laughs> Dennis Farina should be Tom Hardy. He's recasting Dennis Farina <laughs> as Dennis Farina. Oh my God! You can do it all. The, the various bounty hunters can play various stupid roles in this stupid movie. It, you wouldn't need a lot of work. Let's be honest. No, I think I think you're mostly there. But 
there's a lot of ins and outs of this one. It didn't quite get tied together. Uh, okay, I'm not going to do my mic groups, but uh, uh, I'll do Bruce Willis, a.k.a. Tom Hardy. Okay. First of all, it should, I think we should just cast Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hardy as Tom Hardy. <laughs> I think it would actually work. He could put, do that do that role for sure. Yeah. He would have like a, a weird voice and a bad haircut. But yeah. I think he would do it. I would have put him I would have put him in for I had to look at the name. Danny. Danny. Yeah. The time size. Oh yeah. yeah. Um that was my number three. Uh number two, I got Miles Teller doing a little Tom Hardy, a little Bruce Willis Tom Hardy. Oh yeah. I think he's <laughs> Bruce Willis is in his thirties in this movie, by the way. He's like thirty eight. <laughs> I know. Uh, my number one would be Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah. I don't know that it's great, but that's what I'm going yeah. with. I think I prefer Tom Hardy as Tom Hardy, though. Uh, Al, give us a uh, Tom Hardy. So at one point, I was like, oh, can I kind of do like a gender swap with all of this? And then I realized there's not going to be a female serial killer out there where this is going to work. Right. And. <laughs> So, um, um, I've got Scott Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Always. And, and it's funny because these are all kids of famous actors. I've got O'Shea Jackson Jr. <laughs> and Ice John, Cube's kid? Yes. And John D. Washington. Uh, John David Washington. Yeah. He's always good. Yeah. Uh, Polly, give us your Tom Hardy. So I went a different direction with Tom Hardy. I thought he needed to be like a bigger guy. So I did uh, John Cena. This whole movie's taken out of new time. like a stone. I know. Oh, yeah, I, I bet you he's. I bet you he's a more emotional Tom Hardy though. He's too big for the be, Yeah, and then I was pairing him up. With, are we just uh, we we stay with the one guy and then we cruise yeah. back through? Yeah. Okay. I won't get ahead of myself. We're just doing Tom Hardy. Yeah. That's very funny. Uh, All right. I'll give us. Rob did go. Rob did his cat swap. Well, wait, I I, I did some others too. So Chris, Chris or Liam Hemsworth, I think either one could do it, but um, (laughs) in a special nod and, and connection back to Bruce Willis, um, Jai Courtney or however you say his name. Uh Uh-huh could be Tom Hardy, his son from oh. like a good day to die hard. Die hard. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. It's his kid in the movie. You know, who it is. He's like a yeah. tough guy. Him. Villain. Or I mean, a uh, superhero wannabe type. He was in one of the Terminator movies from a couple years ago. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Al, give us your, Sarah Jessica Parker, aka Joe Chrisman. Um, I've really got only two. I've got Florence Pugh, and I've got Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, she's a, a, a recurring. I know, uh, pro- I know, okay. but she matches up with like John D. Washington or yeah. Washington. Uh, okay, I've got Haley Steinfeld. Oh. Could maybe do it. Um. Emma Mackey play like a perfect rookie cop. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Emma Mackey, 
the lookalike for uh, 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 what's her name? Oh, <sighs> um, Harley Quinn actress Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie lookalike. Oh, right. Emma Mackey. Yeah, yeah. And then I got Anna Darmus is my number one. Oh. <laughs> you just basically need a female character, a female right. human being yeah. to play this yeah. character. Uh, Rob, do yours. Uh, I, you know, I think you could really make this character a really strong woman, <laughs> Brendan. Okay. Uh, I thought, just kind of looking at it, I thought, like, you know, ScarJo, of course, and uh, Gal Gadot could do that. But I thought for, like, a little... So, hang on. In her Wonder Woman outfit? Yes, yes. She's going to lasso... She's like a 20-something rookie cop. And we got, like, 45-year-old... No, she's... ScarJo? I thought she was 27... When filmed, and then I don't know what Gal is, but she's not forty, is she? I don't know. Probably. I think she's in her thirties. I think. Yeah. yeah come on. Uh, but the person I actually think that would be the best is Kristen Stewart. No. <laughs> oh. Wrong. Yeah, I have no. I, I've no. I've got the best <laughs> pick for this. That. One. I like that, Robbie. I think wrong is the right answer. <laughs> that, that is wrong. She's she got too much attitude. The only woman that could play this role no. would be Zendaya. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's perfect. I don't think we have any. This is the first time I don't think any of us nailed it. Like, there's some options here and there, but I, don't think I think Paul might be closest, though. Uh, okay. Rob, give me your Nick Dottillo, Dennis Farina. Uh, I did not do that one because, first of all, there is no replacing Farina. You're recasting Farina with Farina. I got it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I was I was swapping him in for him. All right, uh, Polly, give me yours. <laughs> the the cop that I think is always a cop, uh, actor wise, is Dennis Franz from oh. New York. <laughs> NYPD Blue. <laughs> <laughs> is he alive? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you know we're recasting these people today. Like they have to be able to yes. actually do the part. They can't be 87 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually went back. No, I went back and looked he's at 78 for, for everybody. Right. I pushed it a little bit on the ladies, but not with Stuart. <laughs> He's from Maywood, Illinois. Wow. Dennis uh, Franz. So my Farina, <clears throat> my Farina is uh, uh, number three. I've He has been mentioned on this episode already, but not in this section. Dennis Leary. Oh, <laughs> that's actually pretty good. He's, got, he's in, in, in there for good. Farina. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cranston. Oh. Mm-hmm. As uh, Nick Dottillo. And... This one works with the two sons that I have picked. So the, it's uh-huh. specific to them. Uh, Andy Garcia as the oh. dad. 
So he will work with the, these two sons that I have. Got so, it. So All right. We'll see. Yeah, you, that was more more thought than I uh, would have given you credit for. How dare you? I've got uh, Jason Statham. <laughs> All right, okay. you're done. I want him to have the British accent, though. <laughs> Fold up your little post-it. Well, you know what? Put we, it away. Need a, we need a full sampling of accents in this movie. We don't have any Pittsburgh, matter. so you might as well it have It doesn't a, matter. Yeah. Jesus. London. Um, or I've got Denzel Washington. Oh. Nice. Now. You have Denzel playing... I think Denzel, Denzel Washington is... His, his son, son playing, playing Tom Hardy? Hardy. Yes, but He's not near, not playing his no, son. No, <laughs> nearly seventy. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we were to factor in ages, I think we're all over the place. But I know whatever. It doesn't really matter how I old know. they are for I these know. parts. For this movie, especially, it does not sure. matter. I think I'm taking mine back because I want a Pittsburgh connection. So I'm going Michael Keaton. It's going to be uh, Karina. I think that would be oh, a good one. Oh, you could do that. Let's come on, Paul. Who else is from Pittsburgh? Uh, Dennis Miller? Put him in there. Oh. <laughs> Just anybody with a Pittsburgh connection? All right. Uh, so let's do the two kids, Danny DeTillo and Jimmy DeTillo. Uh, Nash, give us your DeTillo kids. Uh, I I didn't do Danny. Sizemore is... Uh, Sizemore, yeah, it was Danny. Oh, no, I did Danny, didn't do uh, Jimmy. What? Um, I, t- I had a lot of folks I thought could pull it off. Daniel Radcliffe as kind of like an outsider if he got a little crazy. But I thought Zach Efron and Adam Driver could kind of pull out that strung out, Zach you know, drunk here. guy. Zach Efron with- can play anybody. I think Zach Efron, though, wouldn't it, I think he'd be like a revelation as a, like a strung out drunk guy. Um, Good play, St. Davis Jr. Do you remember <laughs> the most famous uh, use of Zach Efron in the recasting on this podcast? Oh, about I a year don't. ago. I don't, but I do remember it being a big deal. It was in oh, Ball Run. I, 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 it's going to burst through a door. <laughs> Joel said he wanted Zach. No, it's a big deal, but I don't know what it is. Zach Efron to play the Sammy Davis Jr. part. <laughs> was that the last time Joel was on the podcast? Yes. When he said oh, that, that's right. The oh room God. melted down. <laughs> it's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. It is. Out of control. It's so, the greatest. If Zach Efron can do that, he can do anything. <laughs> he, I mean, he can do anything. <laughs> Cast him as Cinderella. Who cares? What's the difference? Oh my gosh. All right. So, uh, once you said Zach Efron, I stopped listening, Rob. I yeah. just started laughing. So, <laughs> so I, I, I concluded with Joe Curry. Uh, oh, from his agent. Yeah, I think yeah, he should be yeah. in. I think he should be yeah, in. That could work. Yeah. Um, I haven't gone. I'll do your uh, Tom Sizemore <clears throat> character. So, um, not too far off of your Joe Curie, Rob. I've got Nick Robinson. 
Mm-hmm. He was in Love Simon. Oh, but he's been in like a bunch of other things, and he yeah. can play a good grease ball. I think I know him by sight. Um, character and um, slightly different. Um, I've got Brian Tyree Henry. Well, I like him in anything, so I'm fine with that. I know. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Polly, do you have a Danny? Tom Sizemore. I have. I kind of went the brother route. Yeah. So I've got uh, the Franco brothers, James and oh, Dave. Fuck you! I have that. <laughs> I have the brothers. I kind of oh. went the brother route on that. So I thought they would be. I don't know who would play who, but uh, yeah. So I had Dave Franco as Danny, and I had James Franco as Jimmy the yeah. Killer. Uh, speaking of that, th- that was my third place. My second place pair of brothers. I had Casey and Ben Affleck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Casey playing yeah. the Sizemore yeah. part. And then my number one was uh, Jake Johnson and Oscar Isaac. Uh, oh. They kind of look like each other and they would be the sons of Andy Garcia. Interesting. All right. So God. you, you really devoted some time. Oh, this, this all came quick to me. I, I casted this in about five minutes. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. They may not work, but I did it quickly. So. <laughs> um, anybody else we're missing? Any other wild cards or I extras? Jimmy. Oh, Al. What about Mahoney? Well, let's have Al do Jimmy, and then you can do Mahoney. Um. So I've got also the son of a famous person. I've got Corey Hawkins. Who is that? He is. Uh, um. Was he son of? Yes. Um, he was son of a bitch. No, he was. He's one of the. Um, Doctor Dre, Doctor Dre's son. Oh, he is. Yeah. Uh, was he in that movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Allison sounded like she was like searching for Dr. Dre's first name. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was yeah, trying was, to uh, doc, uh, Dr. Dre, you know, yeah. you know, Andre. Um, well, I was like starting Dre. to like all of a sudden like second guess who I'm picking of. Um, but the person who I want to play this part and it goes with like, um, like the Nick Robinson mm-hmm. um, as the brother, um, Jason Statham as the dad, um, you know, is Paul Dano. Paul Dano, son of Jason Statham? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yep. How are doing it? But what the hell are you doing? I know. <laughs> but I like him being kind of the psycho. Yeah. He's a, he's yeah. He is a psycho. Yeah. Uh all right, Nash, throw out a Mahoney. I thought there were a few. Um Ethan Hawke could have done it. He's not quite old enough. Ethan Hawk. Think. I think so. Age-wise, though, who is his son? Who 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 would play Tommy or uh, uh, Tom Hardy if? Well, I had the younger, okay. I had the way young. Jai Courtney's not that young, but or Jay, I mean, but uh, d- don't get cut off on the ages because my favorite is Nick Offerman as uh, the John Mahoney character. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Well, as we said, uh, Farina was only ten years older than the right. guy that he's playing his father. Exactly. Yeah. That's fine. Oh my god! <laughs> Did anybody recast uh, 
Timothy Busfield? <laughs> no. Good. You sons of bitches. <laughs> okay, the from, here we go. The guy from the office. The guy from the office. Who's the the nerdy guy from the office or from uh, um, Thirty Rock? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, memorable scenes. There are none. Uh, quotable lines. <laughs> the memorable scene was I had those cars hopping up and down the <laughs> like the little the bunny rabbit cars. Yeah. Man, those things hopping down the freeway or the highway. I wrote down airborne fifty percent of the time. <laughs> So it's, who's the best cop, Right, is the quote. Who's the best cop now, huh? You, Jimmy. Always you. Who's the best cop now? You, yeah. Jimmy. Always you. And then Fletch and Blood. Fletch and Blood. Fletch and Blood. It's my partner. My Fletch and Blood. My Fletch and Blood. No one's going to nominate the RC car at the start of the film, <laughs> navigating the or- murder. Murder little, scene. little Red Riding Hood, the song. I forgot that was oh, yeah. the song. Go ahead and hit play in that cassette. <laughs> um, and then this, I can't believe we didn't pick up on this 30 years ago because this quote is ludicrous. Uh, this is Nick. This is the dad, Nick, talking to Tom Hardy. There's an old Italian saying, never scald your tongue on another man's soup. Wow. And then Tom Hardy goes, yeah, there's an old Irish saying, don't listen to old Italian sayings. Ridiculous. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's when a... that came on, both of us like cringed <laughs> in our seats. Like, what? Oh, you just turn, please. turn the TV off. Yeah. Try and find tighter writer. Tight, or, uh, tighter writing. Tighter I'll writer. wait. Tighter I'll writer. wait. Tighter that's writer. good. That's good um, shit. <laughs> Yeah, it, I had a, there, I had a big problem you with hear, like somebody when, snap thing at the very end of the movie when Jimmy got electrocuted by the uh, the stun gun or whatever the hell oh, in the mouth in the mouth in the mouth which is kind of crazy the and, and they're both in the water oh. then he just sinks to like the bottom of the river like yeah. why who sinks when they're yeah I don't get that. <laughs> As, as your soul yeah, I you was down about the property of electricity in the water with that yeah uh, there's an issue there are we going to quibble with the science of this movie <laughs> it, it, it took me out of the moment it took me out of the moment yeah but we've got questionable geography we we have ridiculous accents we have uh, strange, like familial relationships, and yeah. no, no, the science is the least of the problems. All right, any other no scenes or lines in no. this tragedy? No, no. All right, I have a question that I ask for some of these movies. I'm going to ask it because there is only one answer. What would you want to see in a sequel? None. Oh God. N- nothing. I don't want to. I think see. they they tied up all the all that they needed to with this one. Just oh, works the whole city. They threw everything in there that they could. Yeah, I want to learn about uh, Joe's daughter. What's she doing? 
<laughs> Does she grow up to be a, a, a river rat or whatever yeah. they call it? Yeah. She's going to be a prosecutor, educated. Okay. The How Much Are They Worth game. And now, let's play the How Much Are They Worth game. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, we have the only five people that are worth a damn in this movie. And it is Robert five. Passarelli. Dennis no, I refuse to even spend time <laughs> thinking about Robert Pastrot. I have no idea, dude. Sarah Jessica Parker and Bruce Willis. Yeah, fair enough. I got you. All the I rest told of it, you but... he was Eldon on Murphy Brown. Oh. <laughs> so four? Five. John, Mahon- John Mahoney's not in there? Wait. No. Robert He's incarcerated, Lloyd. <laughs> Farina. Oh, Farina. Have we done Farina before? Yeah, we've snatch. done Bruce Willis before. We've done Farina We're before. We're doing three dead people? Yeah. Oh. Well, half the cast is dead. If we throw dead. in Mahoney, he's dead as well, I think. Is the actress he? who played Min still alive that we could do her? Min? Min. She was one of the... She was the... Um, was that her name, Min? I think her name was Min. <laughs> I ended up getting killed. Robert Pastorelli... You know him as Eldon, yeah. of course. He was in uh, um, Murphy Brown. Uh, Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. Yeah, yeah. I he saw. plays that yucky uh, covered wagon guy. That's who I was thinking of before. Wasn't he like Blair's cool motorcycle boyfriend oh on Facts of Life? Whoa. You take the good, you take the Are, bad. Or maybe Joe's brother. Murphy Brown. Scotch and Milk. That was a movie, apparently. <laughs> Modern Vampires. Mother Goose. This guy. He played. He was in the blockbuster Michael, the John yeah. Travolta Angel movie. Yeah. Indubitably. Mm, <laughs> Eraser, I think. Was that a uh, was that a Schwarzenegger movie? Eraser? Yes. Yes. He played Johnny C. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yeah, who cares, really? Uh, Okay. I've got a number. Let's see. Oh, my God. I got one. Yeah. Rob, Rob, what's your number? 14. Whoa. Whoa. Polly, what's your number? 14 (laughs) million? Is it Murphy or Brown? He was Murphy 14. Brown money, man. Or fourteen dollars. <laughs> What's your? Number? I'm going like a, a million and a half. I had three. I had two. Okay. It's Murphy Brown money. Pastorelli. Uh, oh. In there. Awesome. He's not even in there. Not even uh, in there. I am Look, right until proven Looks like wrong. I win. <clears throat> he was on a lot of cop. Like, let me just. Bernie Miller, Cagney and Lacey. All right. I'm just going to Google it and see what happens. Hardcastle McCormick, Knight Rider. This he guy. He was the best cop. He's got the greatest line of residuals ever. Okay. 
I have a number and oh. Wherever. I have two different numbers and they're they're so wildly different. You have the high one. The eighteen. Go with the high one? Yeah, Go that's what I want. Well, that's the one I want. I'm looking at a lot of cop shit. Um, that cop shit pays sweet cash. I can't. Okay, I cannot find a, a number for him. It's, it's. I see between three and five million. I see between one and twelve million. I see. Uh, yeah. I see seven hundred thousand. I see eight million. Uh, seven hundred thousand. Some do? website can peg you down to seven hundred thousand. <laughs> Let's do John Mahoney. John yeah, Mahoney's people. network. Let's make I'm this. incarcerated, boy. This is a tough one. He's got all that Frazier money. I know. All right. Let's well, he's got to be. I got a number. He's got to be 14 million if uh, Datillo was. Oh, so Rob sticks at 14. Boy. I'm more at like 30. I've got 10. I wrote down 20. Okay. John Mahoney. Okay. An English-born American actor with a net worth of 16 million. So Rob gets it. Thank you very much. Okay. Now let's get to the real people. Dennis Farina. We know he's in everything. He's always a cop. He's in Snatch, so, I mean, right. he's got to be over 100 million then, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so that helps. That and uh, Midnight Run. Get shorty. I feel like Dennis Farina said yes to a lot of, like, Decent, but not good deals. Yeah. I feel like John Mahoney has been more than Dennis Farina. Mm. He had the, the Law and Order or whatever the show was. Oh, right. oh, damn. That's right. All right, I've got a number. Polly, give us your number. <clears throat> if Mahoney was 16 or whatever you said it was, I'm going 16. Hmm. Fucking aristocrat. Al, what's your number? Ten. I had yeah. eight. And I Rob, literally, I, I swear to God, I have nine. Nine. I have, so we have eight, nine, ten, and sixteen. Okay, Dennis Farina. I don't know. Uh, his net worth is four million dollars. Mm. That goes to me. Wow. That was way off. <laughs> way off, dude. Okay, now this gets tricky. Tom Sizemore. Oh, God. I know. How much did he squander? How much was left when he died? He worked a lot, but... He lived hard. He lived hard. Uh, one episode. 
I I got one. Yeah, he did a he didn't do a lot of great stuff recently, that's for sure. His movie his money is from like the nineties. Uh okay, I think I have a number. Okay. Uh and I'll give us your number. Ten. Ten. Polly. Three. Shit. Rob. Mm. Oh god damn it. Don't change it. I know seven is the one I committed to. I had eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go sick. I wanted to go six. I might have. Uh, <laughs> oh, you think he's Dennis Farina? <clears throat> Tom Sizemore had a net worth at the time of his death of five hundred thousand. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's a chalk win right there. Oh, you get this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. He uh, spent a lot of that money on. Wow. That is. Drugs and hookers. That is very concerning. <laughs> wow. That is the definition of you can't take it with you. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Right? Yeah. Well, what does he care? Okay, Sarah Jessica Parker, a.k.a. Joe Christman. Like, so she might be the richest... Well, no, Bruce, I guess. No. I know. Like it's going to be a battle of the Titans. Is it just her money, or is it... The, Matthew Broderick, is he involved the, in this? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's just hers, but I don't know how, you know... How do they break it up? We're just guessing at what they say. We don't know. Yeah. What the formula is. Um, Hocus I mean, Hocus. Sex in the City might have been a bigger PR phenomenon than like actual moneymaker. But those stupid movies, I'm sure they cleaned up on. Yeah. And she has worked since like the 80s. Yeah. Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. <laughs> I mean, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. I really hope it's five hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I think she's got to be worth two hundred million dollars. All right, well, there's Robbie's number. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh. that's probably a little high. Damn it! Who's been the biggest so far? Uh, Ever George Lucas? Yeah, I think it was George. Yeah. Lucas. Okay, we had. We had one or two people that were in the billions, uh, and Lucas was the top one. She's got to be. I, I, I would like to turn it my estimate down, but we're, I know I've made, we're not making you stick on two hundred. What's your real number? It's a little high. I think it's, I, but I think it's like one ten. All right, uh, Al. I'm sticking with. I'm going two twenty five. I Holy think she shit. is. Um, I had. Well, Polly, what do you have? She lives in New York. I know it's expensive there. Um, yeah, fucking. <laughs> are you breaking down your logic? Give me the number. You think her net worth is driven by the cost of coffee or? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, God. <clears throat> How 
about a little, uh, I'm doing 160. I think that's high. I said 75. Okay, Sarah. Yep. Ooh. This is going to ruffle some feathers. 500,000. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker has a net worth of 200 million. Uh, <laughs> what did you change your number to? I went from 200 to 110. You had it yeah. nailed. Did I make it then? No, Allison had 225. Oh, oh I should have gone with my gut. <laughs> so it's each of us have one. So the winner of this one wins mm. the game. This is Bruce. This might be the hardest one. There are so many variables. Unless you think we, he have, we know. Was he, he in with the Hard Rock Cafe? With, no, uh, pl- Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood. Hollywood, that's it. Yeah. I don't that even think artific- even artificial intelligence couldn't track his net worth based on <laughs> his movies and divorces oh, and no. whatever else. No. Ask chat GPT. <laughs> yeah, really. It's one of the hardest questions in the universe. Is it a billion dollars or is it eight? Well, let's just look at some of his recent movies. Uh, just yeah, if you say anything in the last three years, no one's going to know what it is. No, it, just in the fir- just on the screen, not even scrolling down. We have things like Detective Night Independence, Detective Night Redemption, Paradise City, Detective Night Rogue, Wire Room, Wrong Place, White Elephant, Vendetta. Yes. Uh, corrective measures. Fortress Sniper's Eye. I have not heard of one of these movies. A Day to Die. Gasoline Alley. I'm still in no. 2022. Are you serious? Yeah. Now we go to 2021. American Siege. Fortress. Deadlock. And the, and the list goes on and on and on. He. That's why he. They pulled him out and like <laughs> wouldn't let anyone talk to him anymore because he was just being taken advantage of and being thrown in all these movies. Mm. He has no idea where he is. Oh, Die Hard is back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, that sounds terrible. Die Hard is back. I mean, but, but, so like, what? You know, someone I'm assuming is going to have an aligned interest in him getting a good salary because it would mean you know a good commission for them. So mm-hmm. they're not just letting this guy do these movies for a hundred grand, are they? I mean, they're like they are. Oh my god! But like he would—he's doing like a scene here or there. Like he's not like really in these movies, you know. Um. Okay. I, I, I don't even know what to do with this guy. Um, oh god! I mean, if Sarah Jessica Parker is two hundred million dollars, yeah, I got a number. I got it. I've got a number too. I'm embarrassed by it, but I mean, right? I I, I do feel stupid about it. Mm. Polly, what's your number? Oh, man, I really want to get this one right, but I have a feeling I'm way off. Um, God, this is a hard one. Uh, 
I'm going 190. Mm. I think that's low. Uh, Rob. 300 million. Damn it. That's exactly what I put. 300 million. I got 450. 450. Oh, my God. 450. Yep. That's awesome. What, what's his biggest movie grosser of all time? <clears throat> More Pulp Fiction? Armageddon. No. Yeah. Armageddon. Armageddon, one of the diehards. I mean, North. Moonrise <laughs> Kingdom. Unbreakable. Unbreakable is a good one. Sixth Sense. Yeah. Bruce Willis. Who uh, has a net worth of two hundred and fifty million. Which means Rob and I tie. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. So we need an extra winner here. An extra. Timothy Busfield. Guess off. Extra, Timothy extra. Busfield it is. <laughs> Timothy Busfield. There he is. Oh, the West Wing. The West Wing. Of course. Oh, yeah. He was in like uh, 30-something, right? And then uh, oh, yeah. big director, I think, and producer, I think. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. You know what? He's not good. He's not a good deckhand. Hey, get that stern line. Um, he's got all that Poindexter money from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Fourteen million dollars it is. Is that your number? Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what to do with. Uh, I. That was too quick, Rob. I wasn't ready. Well, too bad. Well, I was going to go low, but I don't know what. Okay, fine. Uh, Timothy Busfield. Timothy Bus. Oh, there he is. Timothy Busfield. <laughs> your name what was your number, Brennan? Uh, 11. 11 million. Um. Timothy Busfield is an American actor, director, producer, and writer who has a net worth of, according to this website, 500000 yeah. Oh, That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I mean, I think we all know that's not true. <laughs> that's, that, he's I'm done a lot of acting. I'm lodging an official protest. It's absolutely not true. He's got... <laughs> 63 director credits. He, I think he, that's he's doing a lot of that lately. He wasn't paid $10 an hour. <laughs> he was in Trapper John, Family Ties, Matlock. Trapper John. Like, of Dream. Yeah, he's, he's only been acting since the 80s. All right. O'Neill wins. No, it's bullshit. <laughs> Lodge your complaint with the uh, association, Rob. 
I told that crowd down at the league office. <laughs> <laughs> Over the line. All right. Well, that was striking distance. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we had brain injuries in the nineties and thought this was like a, a movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's terrible. Something. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, I think we watch it after going out. <laughs> we watched it. Many times in our apartment, we we had this I on video know. in some capacity. Uh, yeah, well, it's only good if you're not thinking correctly. But we watched this sober. We definitely watched this sober on a Sunday, hungover maybe. But okay, well, regardless, this movie is an abomination, and <laughs> we thought it was good when we were young, and we are idiots, and. Uh, <laughs> Never trust our younger selves because we didn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Angry you are about it. You're disappointed with yourself. I'm disappointed in, in this movie and myself and every, everybody associated with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>